Greetings, and I hope you had a good week and you've seen the grace, mercy, and blessings of God manifest in your life and can say, isn't God good? We thank you for tuning in once again, and we hope you enjoy the message and it fills you with God's word. If you don't mind, please allow me to start like this. I was walking with a friend the other day playing golf on one of the local golf courses. He is aspiring to play professional golf, and he puts a lot of time in practicing and trying to play as much as he can. And on this particular day, he wasn't playing very well. And I could see a little frustration on his face as some of the golf shots weren't producing the results he was seeking. If any of you've played golf, you know it's a game that shows no mercy and can beat you up at times. And as I saw the frustration seeping into his spirit, I shared a few words of encouragement with him, but they did little to uplift his spirits. As we played on, I could see more and more frustration growing and growing and the shots getting worse. And through the frustration, he said to me, man, I know what God showed me and what others have confirmed to me that I would be a professional golfer. But the results I'm getting aren't showing it, nor is my life as it is right now. Man, don't you know how frustrating this is? I see myself on tour playing professional golf. God has spoken it and shown it to me. But in my sight, Right now, I can't see it. And with those words from him, God placed these thoughts in my mind. So today, I want to talk to you from the standpoint of awakening and walking in your reality while waiting on God's promises. And our main scripture can be found in Isaiah 30, 18 through 21. And it reads as follows. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. He rises to show you compassion for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. O people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. Let the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his wonderful word. In addition to our main scripture, an additional scripture will come from 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, and it reads, we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? Allow me to start like this. People who are not saved or believe in God, they believe in and rely on what their seeing eyes or lying eyes are showing and telling them. That is because all they can or have to rely on is what their eyes are showing and telling them. Due to the absence of faith, the Holy Spirit, belief in Jesus, therefore not knowing God's methods or requirements of walking by faith and not by sight. But as Christians, we follow God's word by faith as it tells us to walk by faith and not by sight. Allow me to say this. I often hear people say, I walk by faith and not by sight all the time. But can I be real with you for a minute? There are times in your Christian journey that walking by faith isn't as easy as one tries to make it sound. Because there are times and will be times in your Christian journey, and mine as well, that walking by sight supersedes you walking by faith. You have two eyes and sometimes your eyesight shows you more than your God-given insight or your faith. Understand when I say insight, I'm speaking of your spiritual insight gained through the Holy Spirit reigning within you, whereas our eyesight is showing and telling us what we see in front of us. 
So in essence, we walk by insight, which is the inner spirit within us, faith, and not by our human eyesight. So as Christians, we are asked, told, taught, and supposed to walk by faith, insight. The key word there is supposed to. Can I say, at times, even the mature Christians walk by eyesight. Because there are times in this walk that you are in a position or a place that your eyesight overshadows your insight. So therefore, we begin to walk by eyesight. Because for some of you listening to this right now, there's a realness to where you're walking and waking up right now. Trust me, there are times where you will awake and walk in a realness that is your reality that will make your eyesight overshadow your insight. And many of us are waking up in those situations right now. So understand, as a Christian, you don't or shouldn't attempt to live in some imaginary place or fantasy land. We are all human, empowered with the Holy Spirit, but living in this world. We live in a reality, and the reality for many Christians is this. There are some here today who are awakening to and walking in their own personal reality. Although they are believers, faith walkers, and attempting to walk by faith and not by sight, as well as standing on the promises of receiving what God has for them. But this morning, they woke up in and are walking through their own personal reality, a reality for some mired in lack and loneliness, debt, doubt, and despair, rejection and tears, bills too high and money too low, a promised baby but womb still empty, a promised palace but you find yourself still sitting in a pit, but still leaning on, standing for, and believing in the promises that God says he has for you. And I need not remind you of what they are. You'll be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, a lender and not a borrower, Deuteronomy 28. You'll have abundant life, John 10 and 10. You will be rewarded, not only in heaven, but right here on earth in this present time and age, Mark 10, 29-30. These are the promises of God that he has for you whom believe. And I say to you whom believe, who are waiting on a promise from God that is glorious, splendid, taking you to being ahead, above, lending to others, companionship, partnership, ministry, and abundance, all from the promises of God's very own word. But your reality in your eyesight isn't reflecting that at this moment, nor is your reality lining up with the dream, vision, or promise that has been planted in your spirit by Almighty God. I ask you to please ponder that thought for a second. My eyesight showing me my personal reality, and it's not looking very good. But my insight is draped in the glorious promises of God. What do you do when God's promises says one thing, but your reality is reflecting something totally different? Reality and promises, they don't match. They're not lining up. Living this, promises saying that. If we look in Scripture, this seems to be a common theme. Joseph promised said palace, his reality said pit. David's promise said king, his reality hiding in caves running from Saul. And each one of us can add our own promise and reality to this list. Promise of a spouse, but reality you're still single and alone. Promise of healing, reality you're still sick. Promise of a baby, reality womb still bearing. Promised child coming from the streets or off drugs, but reality, they're still there. You standing on a promise, but reality is staring you right in the face, and you're still trying to walk by faith. 
but your eyesight is showing you the opposite of what God has promised you. But if we take a minute to look at our main text, it says this, yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. He rises to show compassion. Blessed are all who wait for the Lord. And although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, that's our main scripture, Isaiah 30 and 18. But let me make two points to you. It says the Lord longs to be gracious. And he says, blessed are those who wait for him. So know where you are today. The Lord said he wants to be gracious if you would just wait on him. In addition, the scripture also says this. The Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction. So understand, based on the text, the affliction and adversity that you're in right now, your reality has been allowed to come upon you and or given to you by Almighty God. If we think back, that reminds us of a biblical figure that we all know, and his name is Job, where God allowed the enemy to bring adversity and turmoil in his life which became Job's new reality in that season. So with that information at hand, I ask you the question again, what do you do when your eyesight and insight doesn't match up? One screaming reality while the other whispers God's promises. I ask you this question while you're sitting in your reality. Which one do you believe? While you take some time to think about it, I'm going to stop right here and we'll find an answer to that question the next time we speak. So until then, be blessed.